Fresh Beats with Rob O'Connor. Your music now. This is Beat. This is Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor and in the virtual studio with me today is Pastiche. She has had a great 2021 releasing singles such as Bad Loser, Heaven and Paraphernalia as well as some others. I'm delighted to speak to Pastiche today. Uh, you know, capping off 2021, uh, she's done it with uh, an absolute banger. Uh, Bad Loser has been one of my favourite tracks uh, of the last few months, certainly. It's unashamed pop music, but there's a bit of an edge to it. And I wonder how you get a sense of that line so that you can walk that line. I mean, if you have one move in one direction, it's going to be bubblegum pop. If you have another move in another direction, you're kind of venging into the kind of the Indie-tronica world. How do you feel about that? Well, for me, I think, well, first of all, thank you so much for all your nice comments. That means a lot to me. Um, But uh, for me, like, I grew up in the era of like Britney Spears dominating, you know, that second wave of Madonna. So when I say kind of pop music, that's the kind of pop that I'm looking at. So it's not necessarily bubblegum pop, but it's definitely like your standard kind of radio pop music. And I think a lot of people, there's like phases that we kind of go through, like everything is cyclical, you know, and there's always phases where pop music is cool. And there's phases where pop music is really uncool, you know, and I just remember then being a preteen and I always talk about this like analogy, but when the first time I heard Lady Gaga on the radio and being like, oh, I remember I was in the car with my dad and I think it was, yeah, Just Dance came on the radio and we were both kind of in silence and we both kind of looked at each other like, what is this song? And I remember my dad was like, she's going to be huge. And then I was obsessed. Like I actually have like beside me, like a, a project I did on her when I was in like fourth class, which is just crazy. And like <laughs> the front of the project is like a picture of her with like the, um, uh, the, the, um, what they called the fire things coming out of her boobs, you know, like uh, crazy. But then also that year we were blessed with like Katy Perry, which was a lot more of that kind of, you know, bubblegum pop, but still like it, it was this kind of pop feeling, but like the, the subject matter was like, I kissed a girl. You know, so it give, gives you that edge. Um, so that really, when I heard those kind of influences, like, oh my God, I love this type of music. And then through them, I really found, you know, people like, I was always aware my dad is really into music. So I always knew of the greats, like you know, Elton John, Bowie, Queen, um, you know, all, all these kind of uh, uh, great artists. Um, but through them, knowing their influences, I found them even more. Um, and so it was a, uh, that that's kind of explains my background into like how I'm so pop, but I still have that that kind of edge, you know. I have that kind of background in it. Yeah, it's interesting that you've evoked those artists now. As you can see behind the wall, there there's a there's a couple of guitarists yes. hanging hanging behind me, right? And there's a banjo. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to play the banjo. I'm not going to play the banjo for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but those those like artists that you've you've invoked there, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry. They're, but what, what's interesting with it, they are pop artists and incredibly successful pop artists, but also they generally produce really good songs. And I often have a thing where if you take a song back and it works on a, on a, on a straight piano or an acoustic guitar, it's a good song. Mm. You know, and all the production My dad stuff says goes that with too. it, that's lovely. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I think myself and your dad would get on very, yeah. very well. Uh, but but I, the, I remember learning 
uh, was it uh, Poker Face on the guitar mm. Year, like uh, but like Donkey's years ago when it came out and it's actually structurally it's very very similar to uh, Zombie by the Cranberries oh interesting uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, they, they they actually meld perfectly together. Oh, I'm surprised cool. nobody has done a mashup of yeah. it. Uh, and and I remember learning um, "Firework," the yeah. Katy Perry song, and I was going, "Well, these are actually really good songs." Oh yeah. And it would strike me that with your stuff, say "Bad Loser" or or "Paraphernalia," I bet you, I I know I don't know this, but I'm going to hang a guess that those were written on. A, a basic piano or a guitar absolutely yeah absolutely like I mean for me I am the kind of person like I work with really amazing producers and stuff um and you know I, I'm really close friends with the people I work with so it makes things so much easier and they really understand me as a person um so when I come to them um like for instance um paraphernalia let's say I wrote that song and I actually wrote that with nothing I got this, I got this uh, idea of the word paraphernalia and I was like, oh, this is cool because it is so many syllables and, you know, we can kind of mess with that and make that a whole chorus thing, then build the whole meaning of the song around this word. Um, and I really like dealing with like one word and building a story kind of around that or building a, a visual kind of around this one word. And I think that helps me like write the whole song. Um, but when I wrote paraphernalia, because it has this kind of chromatic feel to it um and I wanted this quite 80s dance but still keeping it you know modern but different enough so when you heard it you were like who what what is this I haven't heard something like this in a while um and I gave it to my best friend Fergie who produced um, my first two singles and he could not work with he was like what is this song he was literally like pastiche what is this um and I was like okay Ooh. I'll bring it to someone else brought it to someone else no I'm not doing that brought it to someone else no I'm not doing that brought it then I found my friend Viscose he was producing some kind of heavy pop stuff and I was like listen I actually kept away for a while and then I met him and I was like I have this song do you want to give it a go and he's like sure let me listen gave him my demo sent it back to me within like two days perfect you know so it it is it is it's really interesting story of like just because someone else doesn't get it doesn't mean it's a bad song either you know and that's because I was really beat down about that song and it's actually one of my favorite songs that I've I've done and like when I'm playing shows it's the biggest thing where people are like like singing back to me and the we have this like joke where it's like we have this kind of um real going of the oh yeah when I sing that um, it's just like a compilation video that we're making. It's very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, but but the song is at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. So they're they're song they're songs first as opposed to studio constructions. Yeah, for sure. And, 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 and that that's not a value judgment either, by the way. Oh I don't, no, not like, at all. But I think so, see the thing is with pop music, it is very production heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I am not. I am. I mean, if you even just take one look at my Instagram, I'm not standing there in a pair of denim skinny jeans holding an acoustic guitar that's not me you know what I mean I'm there at my microphone I don't like playing instruments on stage because I want to focus on my voice Uh, I want to dance you know I'm in fishnets and a bra probably so (laughs) you know I'm not gonna hide behind a piano (laughs) um but uh it is and I I no matter what type of producer I work with I write every single lyric myself 
no one has ever changed a lyric for me. Uh, anything I've released has never been a co-write. Everything has been me and me alone. So then when I bring to the producer, they have the bones there. They add the bells and whistles. And we will usually go about through about like 10 to 15 drafts of a song. Like, so they'll send it to me and I'll be like, okay, I'll go through it and I'll like, change this, change this, don't like this, do this, add this, do this, send it back to them. They do it, set it back, you know, and that was a kind of a thing, um, a routine that we discovered during lockdown because we couldn't get into a studio together. Um, we couldn't work together, so we did it all virtually. And all my songs I've done have been virtual. The majority of them, I've tracked the vocals in my own house, you know. Um, so, uh, but it's, it's interesting because then when I have gotten in a studio with someone and working on a song, it's such a weird experience. I feel so under pressure. <laughs> I like being by myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. it's interesting the way those things have kind of turned on their head. And I wonder if they perhaps might stay that way for for a certain number of people. I mean, for me, I'm not angry about it. Like, I I really enjoy like I have a few things um, that I'm working on doing some kind of co-writes and in-person sessions. And, you know, I've met since the industry has kind of opened up a little bit. I've been lucky enough to meet a lot of um, other musicians and, and form friendships with them and become really close with them. Um, in our kind of pop niche community that we have in, in Dublin and it's been so nice to get to know them and we're all kind of like let's do a collaboration let's write together let's do this so um, I'm looking forward to doing that definitely but I think for my own stuff it's you know even though some people might listen to it like oh yeah it's a song it's a pop song it's this there's a dance song the lyrics are still quite like meaningful to me you know and I like to take my time and and do it by myself like I don't know I just I don't like to what's the word I don't like to rush it and I don't like to push it I'm like if it comes to me it comes to me and I my writing process is very freestyly so I will come up with a word I'll be in my kitchen and I'll start like just singing I'll turn on my voice note and I'll just start singing for like 10 minutes then I'll listen back to the voice note okay that was good that was good that was good piece some things together then bring it to a piano or else I'll sit down the piano play 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 record myself while singing then go back and be like, okay, that was good. That was good. That's an idea, you know, and that's kind of how it's born yeah. for me. Deadly. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Everyone has their own different ways of working. Yeah. And there's no one right way to Not do it. Not at all. And, I, like even with, with my new single, Bad Loser, like that was me. I was sitting on the couch and I was just feeling really crappy about myself. And when I wrote, I just was like, let me just write a song. And it, it wrote like a diary entry. And when you listen to the, the song itself, it sounds just like a diary entry, you know? Yeah, it sounds like a very uh, angry at yourself. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but but yeah, I felt really yeah, good yeah. after. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, I'd say it is, it's cathartic. Oh, absolutely. Um, right, now, I, I, I want to hit you with something and you can tell me Dave off, okay. right? Uh, but there there's, so so pastiche is the, the name that you're playing under. The pastiche is, and I'm reading a, a, a dictionary definition here, mm-hmm. right? A work of visual art, literature, theatre, music or architecture that imitates the style or character of the work of one or more artists. Yes. And and in your own press release mm-hmm. that comes in, it says like front and centre for fans of Billie Eilish, Lady Gaga, Bobby Arlo, which lovely to see. The I love Bobby Arlo. Bobby Arlo, she's great. Yeah. She's fabulous. I'm intrigued that you're putting that front and centre. Now, there's an honesty to mm-hmm. that. But are you ever worried that somebody... Not me, mm-hmm. right? Okay, but that somebody might 
think of you as a kind of a, a, a covers or, or, or a kind of a, ah, she's just knocking off other artists that came before? I mean, never, because that's what everyone is. I mean, like, that's, that's what a pastiche is. Like, nothing, you hear this all the time, nothing is new. Everything is cyclical and everything is an inspiration of something else. Um, and, you know, you see this time and time again. Like, I mean, you can argue that Lady, and I love Lady Gaga, but you can argue that Lady Gaga is a full kind of um, product of Madonna and what Madonna did, you know? So it's, it's and for me, I think that's why my name is actually really important in that fact, because a pastiche is an artistic imitation of something. And for me, it's like, I am a sponge. So I have um, like soaked in all of my different influences. Like I said, Gaga, say Katy Perry, Elton John, you've got Bowie, you've got Queen. And then through that, you have pastiche. You know, we're, we are all products of our own inspirations fully. Um, and it's, it's very rare that you'll find an artist that says, oh, no, I'm not inspired by anyone. I have no inspi- inspiration or influences by anyone. You know, I, I, I'd be very yeah. interested to have a conversation with that artist. But um, oh, oh, you, oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, God. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. I, but I mean, I, what, what you're saying makes perfect sense. Yeah. But I think... I think when when you have influences and people that you've like, I mean, I wrote my thesis on Madonna, you know, so I have a really I, I'm not only like a fan, but I also have kind of critical eye for what they have done um, in their career, how they've influenced culture, how culture has influenced them um, and what they've really brought to the plate and kind of thinking, OK, well, now what can I do? And for me, my biggest thing right now is to be, you know, the biggest pop girl in Ireland, first and foremost, and then bring that everywhere else I can. Because, I mean, who else, you know, is making my kind of music, dropping five singles, four music videos, all in one year, completely independently, you know? Brilliant. <laughs> that was the correct answer. Oh, good, thank you. <laughs> you, win a, you win a no prize. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> um You've hinted at the visual aspects. You've talked about kind of the the kind of the imagery mm-hmm. and all, throughout all the singles. Now I haven't seen you live. Okay, I've seen. Oh, I, I hate uh, that. I, I've you. seen. <laughs> I, I know. Well, look, I hope, <laughs> for what it's worth, pastiche. I haven't seen too many live yeah, gigs this fair. year. So that's fair. <laughs> um, but I have seen some of your videos. I've seen. Uh, I've seen the artwork that comes with your singles and some of the photographs. Y- you're you're clearly have an eye for visual imagery um like and and there's obviously a story there to it as well it's not just here's me looking cool like you said about like wearing fishnets in a bra but <laughs> i'm thinking about like for, for example like bad loser mm-hmm. okay so and, and you've hinted at the way the lyrics are on that and the image that came with that now i don't have it in front of me but what i remember is it's you and from what i can recall you're only wearing kind of like fragile goods tape yes that's kind of that's kind of wrapped around you and i think you have one eye covered yeah. as well so I, I i imagine right like you can read into the the lyrics of the song you can kind of get into that yeah. as well okay the, 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 there's there's a synthesis mm-hmm. there how important is the visual side of music to you so important i mean whenever i do anything the minute i i i write something or i'm working on a song i already see oh, this is going to be the cover. This is going to be a shoot we're going to do. I call my friend um, Naomi. She's um, 
photographed everything I've done and it's great because we went to school together and I love working with um people that I I know that are friends and I like you know keeping uh that kind of work in the family you know and supporting other Irish upcoming artists um but also females it's it's really important to me because you know I don't get to come into contact with too many females so if there is any females that I can work with I will I will work with them um and she's fantastic. She photographs me so well and we work really well as a team together. Um, so anytime I have an idea or a song, I'm like calling her up and I'm like, listen, this is the plan, you know, and like the the Bad Loser shoot, um, I was like, okay, I want this to be, I don't want a flat background. So I knew I wanted kind of like plasticine or something. So I actually went to <laughs> Woody's and I got loads of, you know, the painters kind of covers. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, we were in, what was it? <sighs> When did we shoot that? It was a couple of months back, but we we couldn't really go anywhere to shoot again because of COVID and everything. So we've had we've had to get very very, um, I think you know we're thinking hats on. So I got all this painter's plastic, and I just went to my sitting room and I got loads of duct tape and I just duct taped a corner of my sitting room and put it all over the floor, and set up a set. And I was like, okay, I have these outfits. You're gonna come and you're gonna shoot me and bring your lights, and then that's what we did. Um, and I knew that the cover was going to be me in the fragile tape because it's again, it's kind of paying homage to, you know, Lady Gaga and the caution tape in the telephone video, obviously. Um, but there's something so interesting about, you know, the fragile tape and having that the the wording on you. And then when you think about the context, it's a song. It's just I was like, that is so perfect. Um, but yeah, that whole shoot was in my sitting room. <laughs> Deadly. Yeah, I love, I love, I love the DIY approach. Oh, I'm so, I always applaud people. I'm so who do that. DIY. Like, like, I mean, yeah. my my uh, my outfit that I wore for my headline gig there, I like stoned the top like the day before. You know, <laughs> it's like because I'm not, I can't get these clothes anywhere. You know, there's no good like stripper shops in Dublin, so I'm like, I have to make them myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it gives you kind of a, a, an enormous kind of sense of satisfaction when something comes off because yeah. I, when I say something comes off, I don't mean clothes. I mean, uh, like, sorry, I just realised why that says, you know, um, that, that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> I don't mean that. Uh, no, what I mean is when 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 you get that synthesis mm. of of the song and the visual style and and and, and a lyric or, or a poetic lyric perhaps, and it's all moving in the one direction. Yeah. And it works. Well, that's on you. Now, equally, if it doesn't work, it's on you as well. Oh, and that's the worst part. Because it's like when when things work, it's like, yay, everyone rejoices. Like, go team, you know, yes, band. Yes, music video director. Yes, photographer. But then when it goes horribly or or whatever, it's like, oh, pastiche. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 you know, I haven't had anything like that just yet. You know, I'm still, I'm still climbing. I'm still working on it. But, um. You know, especially with the kind of visual aspect of things, especially in my newest video, uh, I worked with Louis Maxwell, um, my director, my uh, really close friend. And we, I remember we were looking for a house to like a haunted house because I think not haunted house, but like um, a house that had this sort of look to it because the whole theme of it was to go into this. I, I told him I have this idea where I'm coming up to this house it is like a house of horrors. I walk in and each room is like a different kind of metaphor for a different part of the song or a different feeling or a different um, bad trait of myself. Um, and that was really fun because I get I got to do like eight outfit 
changes but it was like a 12 hour shoot and it was very very rough but um but like in that respect again I'm so lucky to just to have people who were just so with me on it they don't think I'm crazy even though I probably am like the last scene we shot that day I had that he was like oh what's your outfit and we were getting into this bathtub and I was like oh seaweed and he's like seaweed (laughs) and I go oh yeah I went into the beach last night and I got a bucket full of seaweed so I just got naked sat in the tub and then my like the assistants had to like just drape seaweed all over me and we were so tired and it was so cold and wet but look we do it for the art brilliant brilliant. (laughs) all right so so you've released what you said five singles this year five singles four videos wow okay right so what what's next for pastiche what's your plans for 2022 2022 working on an ep for sure i am i'm working I'm working on that. I'm, I just want it to be perfect, you know, and I want to, I want to take some time because things have been, even during COVID, things have been pretty quick moving for me and in a very, um, untraditional sense. Um, you know, like I've released all these singles, but I've never done like a single launch gig, which is crazy. Um, I've released all this stuff and like, it's, but it's only been a year since I kind of, debuted as an artist and I've only ever done one headline show you know that so it's it's been very untraditional but still very busy so I think for 2022 I want to just gig as much as I can next summer I just want to do as many festivals as possible I want to be on the festival circuit um and kind of show people that like oh she's not just like you know a a recording artist she's a performer because that's what I am you know yeah I am I am fully a performer um, and yeah, I just, 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 just keep going and keep building on everything that's, that's happened in the last year and hopefully find somebody who wants to sign me. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, uh, the video for Bad Loser just came out this week, yes, I did. believe. Uh, so that's available now. Go, go search for Pastiche. If somebody wants to find out more about you, what's, what's the best place to go? Best place to find me is probably my Instagram. I'm more, I'm, I'm okay. mostly on my Instagram. That's at who is Pastiche. Um, at who is pastiche on Facebook if you're on that Facebook buzz um, just pastiche on Spotify and my Twitter is x pastiche x and we have lots of if you like visuals you're going to like you're going to like my social media <laughs> excellent excellent well pastiche thanks so much for talking to me today uh, congratulations on what has been a very productive 2021 and um, I hope you have a, a, a good festive season I hope you, you get too. to enjoy enjoy but well, thank you very much I hope you get to enjoy yourself a little bit and uh, I hopefully touch wood I will get to see you live in 2022 yes. I, I'd like to see you down the front in a festival you know yeah. in, in the as the sun is going down That'd oh that cool. would be I'd fun like yeah I'm yeah. I'm like on time manager I'm like get that festivals <laughs> But she's like, but like she's like, pastiche, you've only done one headline gig. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Well, listen, class, thanks for talking to me today. Wish you all the best and hopefully we talk to you soon. Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor on Beat 102 103.